Shulchan Aracharav, we are in Simen Reish Samach Gimel. We are towards the end of the 11th Halacha, section 263, we're towards the end of Halacha Yud Aleph. We learned yesterday that let's say, none of the options that the Altarebbe brought for a woman on the night of her immersion in the mikvah are available, which again, are the following. She can't light in the woman's section of the shul. She's not able to easily go home between her preparations and her immersion. Her husband's not going to be home to light for her. So then what she should do is, she should light Shabbos candles at home, say the bracha before going to the bathhouse, and stipulate that she is not accepting Shabbos with her lighting. And this stipulation is effective in a situation of, of need, as explained, which we learned in Alacha Zayin. Um, now we should just point out that one is not allowed to light Shabbos candles before Plaga Mincha, which is one and a quarter seasonal hours before the onset of Shabbos. Okay, now... Yesterday we began explaining that since when the candles are lit, so that is accepting Shabbos, and here the woman cannot accept Shabbos because she has to go and immerse in the, in the hot bath after she lights, which would be forbidden if she already accepted Shabbos. So therefore the husband must accept Shabbos on her behalf. And the question is, how is that possible? She lights the candles and he's accepting Shabbos? So we can explain that since the woman's lighting the candles as the agent of her husband, as we have learned a few times, because the responsibility of peace in the home is his, therefore, it, it does work that she lights the candles, and in this case, he accepts Shabbos when she lights the, ca- the candles. That could validate her light and, and prevent the bracha levatala, a blessing as, as having been made in vain. Now, as support for this, Al-Drebbe brings the commentary of the Beis Yosef to the tour where it's explained that, let's say, one person says a bracha, starts to blow the shofar, but for some reason was not able to make all the required shofar blasts, so then another person is allowed to complete the mitzvah. And the second person does not have to and should not say a bracha, because his sounding the shofar is covered by the blessing recited by the first person. The Beis Yitzhak writes that even if the person who originally sounded the shofar didn't hear the shofar blast sounded by the second person, the first person's blessings are not considered to have been said in vain, because someone else fulfilled his obligation after him. So too, the woman's blessing over the Shabbos lights is not considered to have been in vain since her husband accepted Shabbos afterwards. Continuing the halacha, Chein ta'asa kishiyesh chupa b'adav Shabbos, Tzri chaleilech l'sham v'sis acher, Shom ad acher shkia sacham, V'yavshalah shatakabal Shabbos keden lechta l'sham. She should do the same when a wedding ceremony that she must attend is held on Friday. And she would tarry there until after sunset, but she is unable to accept Shabbos before going there. For example, she left, she left her home before Plaga Mincha. In which case, she can accept Shabbos that early, as we learned, Plaga Mincha, one and a quarter, and a quarter seasonal hours before Shabbos. So that's the earliest time you can accept Shabbos. But if she left before that, she can't accept Shabbos that early. Or let's say she knew that in the interim it would be necessary for her to perform labors forbidden on Shabbos. So in these cases, she should light candles, say the bracha, and stipulate that she's not accepting Shabbos through her lighting. Nevertheless, she may not make such a stipulation unless her husband accepts Shabbos immediately, directly after her kindling. Now, the Kanishto uh, Dveirav and the Tarek Allah emphasize that it's the husband and not another member of the household who must accept Shabbos after the woman kindles the Shabbos lights. 
The rationale is that, as, as stated in Kuntus Achrin, the responsibility for kindling the Shabbos lights is primarily his. Hence, the Shabbos must be accepted either by him or by an agent, a shliach, that he charged to kindle the Shabbos lights on his behalf. Okay. Since, continuing the Allah, since she is not accepting the Shabbos directly after lighting because she has to spend much time bathing or attending the wedding, the wedding if her husband also does not accept the Shabbos directly thereafter, he is required to extinguish the Shabbos lights and then rekindle them shortly before his acceptance of Shabbos, as explained above in Allah above. Thus, her blessing will have been recited in vain. Okay. The following option, however, is not acceptable. Let's say she was going to light candles before she leaves home without a bracha, and then when she comes back from the immersion or the wedding ceremony, to spread out her hands in front of the lights and recite the blessing before benefiting from their light. She is not allowed to do that. Similarly, if her intent is to return from the wedding ceremony, during twilight or dusk, she cannot rely on the following options, that she's going to refrain from kindling the Shabbos lights before leaving, because she'll instruct the non to kindle the Shabbos lights upon her return, as we learned that uh, when there's a pressing need, our sages permitted a Jew to instruct the non to perform a task involving a labor forbidden to be performed on Shabbos. She can't do this. And at the time she returns, she'll, she'll say the brach, spreading out her hands after the non kindles them without benefiting from the light until after she recites the blessing. This is unacceptable. How could she say a bracha that says, Vitzivanu commanded us to light when the lights are already kindled or are being kindled by a non-Jew. We will stop here, Mitzvah, and continue the halacha tomorrow.